Welcome to CouncilCast, a podcast from Coalfield Development where we highlight moments from our monthly gathering, Coalfield Council Day. It's a time for reflection, team building, and celebrating the personal and professional developments of our crew members. This is Season 2, Episode 8, highlighting our Council Day on Friday, September 1st, 2023. We get to be a mate one again for Labor Day this year. Last year, we started off with the awesome announcement of the Build Back Better competition. This year, we celebrate the beginning of our work with the Ninny Building. Our Chief Human Development Officer, Kelly Crabtree, welcomed us for this year's celebration. All right, so we get to be in Mate One for Labor Day again this year. How amazing. Last year, we got to start off the morning with um, the awesome announcement uh, from the president's office about BBB. And um, this year, um, we get to be here to celebrate our um, the beginning work of, our, of the knitting building. So it's a huge, another huge celebration, just as big. Um, yeah, so let's clap that. So just want to welcome um, all of the Coalfield employees, and we've like grown since last year this time. I wish I had thought ahead of time to see how many that was, but <laughs> it's a lot, maybe even double. Um, and we also have family and friends here, and so just welcome to all of to all of us. And so as we normally do, we start off the day with just welcoming everything we that um, each of us are bringing into the space. So just just take a moment and just think about um, what you're experiencing today, what you've experienced in the last week or the last month, and just honor that. Honor that like that's who you are and what you're bringing to this place. And then think about what think about the history of, of the generations before us and what has brought us to this space and what we are carrying from generations past. Kelly then carries out a green hat ceremony for a member of the Coalfield team, Christian Seabolt. Christian, you have earned the honor of becoming a green hat. This is signified by the doning of the green hat that I just gave you. Green is the color of go, symbolizing forward momentum. Indeed, you are on this day advancing personally and professionally. Green is also the color of sustainability. By cultivating your skills as an emerging leader, our region can become a more sustainable, vibrant, and healthy place. You have received this honor because you have earned the respect of your peers and your supervisors. To keep this distinction, you must keep this respect. And should you fail to do so, the green hat will be revoked. In giving you this responsibility, Coalfield is placing great trust in you. You have earned our trust by living our values. Trust is earned by doing the right thing, especially when your supervisors aren't looking. Trust is the grease that churns the gills, the gears of Coalfield development. Without trust, everything falls apart. Above all else, keep committed to the values and keep the trust of your teammates as your highest priority. As a leader, you must do more than simply show up and work hard. Now you have the responsibility to help plan and offer vision for your crew. Your leadership will have more of an impact on your crew than the CEO of this organization because you'll have daily contact with your crew. (laughs) John Maxwell writes, most people fail to recognize the value of leadership. 
They believe that leadership is only for a few, for the people at the top of the corporate ladder. They have no idea of the opportunities they're passing up when they don't learn to lead. So becoming a green hat is a big responsibility and it's also a big opportunity, an opportunity to move closer to your full potential power and purpose in life. As you grow into a leader, consider a few distinctions that were also provided by John Maxwell. Leaders initiate, followers react. Leaders reach out, pick up the phone and make contact. Followers wait to be contacted, wait for the phone to ring. Leaders spend time planning and anticipate problems. Followers spend time living day to day, reacting to problems. Leaders invest time with people, followers spend time with people. And leaders fill the calendar by priorities, whereas followers fill the calendar by requests. Congratulations on this achievement. We're proud of you and we believe in you. Gina Browning, our Equitable Employment Coordinator, gives her thoughts on the celebration. Yeah, what a great day to come out here to Mate One and get to be part of such a wonderful community and see how, you know, we get to be a part of their growth and expansion and just watching people benefit from the awesome work that Coalfield does and be a part of that. And how exciting. I have never been on a side-by-side before, so I'm super pumped about that. Um, We've had some great food. The barbecue was slamming. So if you haven't had any, you've got to try it out. And just getting to see all the fellowship and everybody join together and just out having a great day and enjoying themselves. So I personally am an upcycling artist. I don't think anybody really knows that. Um, I worked at Goodwill for a long, long time. So I kind of have always been into repurposing and recreating things. So I think there's, I love working for an organization that really embraces and appreciates that creativity is such an essential part of pulling communities together and just having the courage to have all those things and create whatever you can come up with. It just strengthens the community. So I really love that. Next, we get to hear from Hawkeye Dixon. So for any of us that were here last year, we, got, we had the privilege of meeting several of the, um, the local union members um, and hearing from them. And so I asked for them to, to come back to briefly share with us again the history of, of the um, United um, Mine Workers Union. I've been asked to make some brief remarks about our founding. And uh, I'm proud to do that, or at least try and do that. We were founded, well, first of all, there was, uh, there was miners that uh, there were of different color, from, uh, that had different languages, and they met January 25th, 1890 in Columbus, Ohio, and formed the greatest union that this country has ever known. It's called the United Mine Workers of America. And we fought what little bit we do have. We have fought for 133 years to get it. And key. It's not enough to get it. We found ourselves in a position where we had to continue to fight to even keep it. We were promised health care, uh, pensions, and we found ourselves not but a few years ago running back and forth to D.C. on buses at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning trying to get a promise fulfilled by these coal operators and we did but it cost about 10 million dollars and uh, probably 20 trips all throughout this country trying to get support but we were successful 
I, I would argue, although some would probably disagree, that we have a lot in common. You all do super great work for the Coalfield community. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. My membership does as well. You all do really good work trying to rebuild these Coalfield communities. These co-operators, for the most part, cruise the crew. Uh, they pretty much mine the coal out and set sail to Vegas and other places. We're so thankful that you all have come in here and tried to rebuild these Coalfield communities. You'll find no better people to do it for. And never think that we're not eternally grateful for you all doing it. Appreciate it. I say we've got a lot in common because I consider that God's work. I also consider God's work that, that we do. We try and improve people's wages and their benefits. We try and provide them with a safe working place. Sometimes you have to strike and fight to get those kind of things accomplished. We're well known for doing that. And we continue to do that. We just came out of a, a big strike with Warrior Med. We haven't yet got a contract there, but we're going to. Uh, but I pretty much took my 10 minutes. I want to say this right here real quick. I want to give you an idea of what these poor old coal miners went through, give you somewhat of an idea of what a day's work was to them. I was coming home from work one night, and this won't take but a minute, but coming home from work one night, me and my brother and my dad, we all three rode together. And uh, I asked my dad, I said, Daddy, I said, you heard that song 16 times? Those 16 times while you get another day older and deeper in debt? Yeah, Charlie. I said, well, there ain't no truth to that. What? What do you mean? I said, listen. Me and five more green hats, they call us green hats because we were new miners, you know. We didn't know nothing. I said, me and five more green hats, we loaded three of those shuttle cars. And I've been told those shuttle cars hold six times. I said, we worked like dogs all night long loading those three shuttle cars, five of us. I said, that's 15 times. That's six of us. It took five or six of us to load. I said, that's generally impossible for one person to load 18 times in one ship, and it took six of us, and we were young. He said, Charlie, honey, he said, you young would have starved to death if that's all I loaded in one ship. <laughs> He says the average miner, and he was a he was a he was a, a coal loader, and he he flexed his muscle and it, it looked like Popeye. He looked like Popeye, but he says they average loaded 22, 23 tons of ship by themselves, and they had to remove a lot of rock to get to the coal. Listen, enjoy your day. Again, we're blessed to have you here, and thank you very much for your attention. Our founder and CEO, Brandon Dennison, gives us his thoughts on Labor Day and also later on kicks off the construction of the Ninny Building with the Golden Hammer Ceremony. All right, so here in a little bit, we're going to move across the street. Um, first, I just want to share my thoughts and reflections on Labor Day uh, overall. So take a deep breath. I'm, I'm going to try not to go too long, but uh, I think it's very important Labor Day is mostly meant to be a long weekend of rest for people who work, so we'll get into that. But I also think it's important to stop and reflect on all the workers 
that we just heard a great example of who have given us the communities that we have and made possible the lives that we live. I also want to reflect on the story of Coalfield Development. So um, Coalfield Development was, the idea for it was born right here in Mingo County. And some of you have heard this story, and I apologize if you've heard it a million times. Some of you uh, were just meeting, and so I want to tell you the story where the idea came from for Coalfield Development. It was in the summer of 2010, and uh, I was a youth director at a Presbyterian church in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. And we would do mission trips uh, to different places, really around the, around the country. But the last mission trip that we led was to Williamson, West Virginia. And we were doing home repair for an elderly homeowner. Her name was Mary, Miss Mary. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's sort of, we're not like fixing the structural foundations of the home. It's some painting. We replaced the flooring. We did a little bit of roof patching. Nothing major. So as we were working on Miss Mary's house, these two young men, who could have been many of you in this room, approached us and asked us if we had work available. These guys, it was July, it was really, it was swampy hot, you know how the coal fields get in July. Uh, and I just still remember it like it was yesterday. They're, they didn't have their shirts on, we were all sweating. They uh, were both smoking and they literally had tool belts slung over their shoulders. And they asked if we had work available. Now I explained we were volunteers and the guys went on their way. And it would, could not have been more than a two minute interaction but something about those two minutes really stayed with me, and it bothered me, and it started to make me angry. Uh, I would wake up at night thinking about these two young guys because it symbolized what was happening in southern West Virginia. Our economy had gotten so bad, the people with the money had pulled out, and our towns were decaying. And we literally had young people wandering the streets just trying to find a couple hours of cash work. And that was their hope for a career and for employment. And that just didn't feel right. It didn't feel okay. I didn't know exactly what to do about it, but I knew I wanted to do something about it. And that was really the seed that planted what would become Coalfield Development. And it's about creating opportunities. It's about building a whole new economy. It's really about having a just economy in healthy communities so that we don't have to have young people wander the streets and just hope to find a couple of bucks for a couple hours of work. So it's important to be here in Mingo County, and I always remember that. It reminds me of um, the dignity of work. The dignity of work. Those two guys were in, a, were in a low spot. You know, They didn't want to have to wander the streets and beg for a couple hours of labor. They had been forced into a desperate situation. And so work comes with dignity, and I'm so proud of the work you all do to rebuild buildings, to grow local food, to make sustainable products that nobody ever thought was possible, to deconstruct abandoned buildings. You are literally rebuilding a new Appalachian economy with your own hands. Never lose sight of that. Walk tall, have pride, have dignity in who you are and what you do, because it's making a huge difference. And it's part of, a remarkable Appalachian history. I agree, Hawkeye. I think we have a lot in common. Um, it's about working hard to continually reimagine what our community can look like and what our economy can look like. 
And so on Labor Day, there really is no better place we could possibly, possibly be than right here in Mate One. It is a remarkable history. But I do want to highlight what Hawkeye said, that it's not just enough to fight to get it. We have to fight to keep it. And what he's talking about there, what unions have created for this country, 40-hour work weeks, overtime, safe working conditions, eliminating child labor, benefits packages, retirement, life insurance, workers' compensation. All these benefits and protections for workers didn't used to exist only a couple generations ago. Think about that. All these things we take for granted as rights used to not exist. And hundreds of people would die in the workplaces a year. And people would go bankrupt at the end of their career before we had social security and pension systems. And so people have had to work hard to get those protections. And they are rights, but they can slip away. And so we have to know our history, because if we don't know our history, stuff gets taken away from us and we have to start over all over again. So that's why it's crucial to be, not just to celebrate Labor Day, but to celebrate the role of unions in this country. And there really, there is no better place in the world than Mate Juan to gather and remember that history. I really encourage you to go to the museum. If you don't know the full extent of it, you really, you really need to. And uh, I'll, I'll pause myself from a history lecture but you need to know the history, you need to go to the museum, we need to never forget it, we need to tell our friends and family about it so that we don't lose it. All right, so this is a tradition we started with our Fort Gay building. It's a golden hammer, and it marks the official beginning of a revitalized Appalachia construction project. This is what rebuilding the Appalachian economy from the ground up looks like, it's real, it's tangible, it's a building that's fallen into disrepair. It's become a liability, but we had the creativity to believe in it, invest in it, hire local people to rebuild it, and to make it once again an asset for the beautiful people and the wonderful people of Maitwan and of Mingo County. Um, so with that, we're gonna have some guests. I'll do the first one, and we'll bring them on up. And we're gonna test people's carpentry skills here. I'll probably do the worst, and we'll let our town representatives We've got a board member, Rick McDowell, and our friends from the UMWA. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is our town representative. Okay. Thank you for your support. Oh, thank you. Okay, y'all, got my glasses on here. Oh, me look. You got it. I know how to fix this. I do this. I do this. I do this. I do this. Rick? 
Frank Collins, who's the president of the local UMWA. Where's Casey? Casey's got to drive one. Yeah! Right, this is not even fitting right now. Ah, pretty good. Good. Hi, I feel somebody tell me how to use the Okay. Associate Director of our Minelands Program. Director. Director. <laughs> Being part of history. That's pretty good. All right, let's do it. We're representing the Mine Wars Museum. Thank you for listening to Councilcast, a monthly podcast from Coalfield Development. This series is hosted and produced by JJN Multimedia. Subscribe to Changing the Coalfields, a podcast by Coalfield Development on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review. To support or learn more about our work creating resilient Appalachian communities and helping people unlock their full potential, power, and purpose, find us on social media or visit www.coalfield-development.org. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next month.